Well, Tony, thanks for being on the podcast. No worries. Appreciate you having me. No problem. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be kind of where you are today. Oh, the story of Tony Roth. Um, Going back to my first go around at Purdue University, I started here. I'm not from Lafayette, but pretty close, Frankfurt, Indiana. So uh, first go around at Purdue, graduated in 2004 with a communications degree in liberal arts. Uh, The liberal arts school uh, started as an engineer and worked my way into communications. So vastly different uh, thought processes there. But uh, after graduating, um, got into management and retail, kind of drove my mentality into the ground and uh, wasn't really prepared for management at that point in life. But uh, that uh, struggle led me to a new position, uh, making very little money in golf. And it's uh, <laughs> a good way to frame it, right? Yeah. So I uh, definitely took a, a, a massive pay cut uh, to do something that I feel like I could bring some sanity back. Um, I honestly wasn't that great a golfer growing up. I didn't start playing golf until I was 16 um, and really taught myself how to play while I was going to Purdue the first time. So um, people always ask, did you play for Purdue? No, I was far from that. Um, but after spending some time and getting better, never took a formal golf lesson in my life. Um, opted for golf. So found my way to the Crawfordsville Country Club. I had a great guy that hired me down there, Rob McCormick, and uh, took a chance. Nobody, you know, I, I didn't have any experience at all in golf, and uh, he needed somebody to come in and uh, kind of own uh, that part of the, the, the shop for him. Uh, he had other struggles with our clubhouse. So um, I was able to jump in feet first, <laughs> trial by fire in the golf business, Really got good at playing as I was doing that. Um, But to become a PGA professional, which I know we've talked about in the past, it's a separate credentialing. You can work in golf and not be a PGA professional, but I have that. It was like going back to college again. Yeah. Um, Study on the job. Um, I would spend 20, 30 hours a week kind of intermixed between my normal 50, 60, 70 hour work weeks. Oh my. Whereas a work study program and there were three different levels to that. And uh, those three levels took me another four years. Okay. So I became a PGA professional in 2012. Wow. So it took me a little bit of time after I got into golf. I, I finally get this credentialing at the start of 12. Okay. And when I did that, my club said, we don't want you to go anywhere. So they promoted me on paper and salary, but not really any change in what I was doing, just making yeah. more responsibility. So after doing that for another four years for them, I spent a total of eight years there. Uh, Love that membership, still get down there often uh, to see those people, they're great, and uh, appreciate the roots where we come from, if you will. <laughs> um, but a job came open in 2015 uh, here at Purdue uh, um, with the two courses here. So I was able to uh, leverage my experience from going from an assistant pro to a head pro uh, to come up here and be an assistant. But on paper, it was really a, a, an advancement for me because of the status at Purdue. Sure. Uh, the two courses um, work for uh, Dan Ross here at Purdue, uh, another great pro, um, yeah. but a lot of great experiences built there. Um, but at the same time of taking this job, um, my wife and I were planning family. So, um, with that being said, uh, I kind of knew my time in golf full time wasn't going to probably last. Sure. So I started looking around, trying to find different avenues. And uh, actually, 
got an interview at a very large company in Whitestown that, okay. that specializes in distribution. Um, and I went through that hiring process uh, while I was a, a golf pro just to see where I stood. And I didn't get that position that I was looking for. And uh, the person, after figuring this out, the person that really told me no in that interview had an MBA from Purdue. Okay. So I told myself, well, if I'm going to work for Purdue, I might as well leverage that and see if we can do something similar. Everybody just sees golf pro on paper, but if I'm going to delineate myself from all the other golf pros and go find a quote, real job, um, I decided to go back into school and uh, entered into the weekend option MBA program at the time. I may have slightly modified now, but uh, they admitted me to that program. I was definitely the only golf pro sitting in that room at 50. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I I brought a lot of different experiences to that that setting, and I think I I really learned a lot. Um, Sidebar to that. My wife was also looking at furthering her education at the same time. Wow. And we opted for me in grad school, two-year program, her a nurse trying to be an NP, her a three-year program, right when our twin were turning one. Oh, my goodness. So you had no time. No, there's zero family. Zero time. So 50, 60 hours a week at the golf course, um, intermingle that with the online study program, but then in-person class setting that the MBA offered. I had to be there for eight hours. Wow. Um, there was at least one day where I started my day at the golf course, went to school eight to 12, went back to the golf course at lunch, yeah. came back to school one to five, and then went back to the course and finished the, wow. then the night out just to make sure. You're just getting burnt out. Burn out, burn out. Yeah. But all of that was worth it because it was allowing me to build an education, um, at least uh, me to prove to myself that I could do it one. And it provided a lot of, um, a lot more opportunities and, uh, you know, on the resume is going to look a lot better. Um, but more so on the personal side, I think I learned a lot more about myself and who I am as a professional and personally through that program. I'm sure my wife did too. (laughs) Um, but for uh, both of us to do that with one-year-old twins, uh, to, uh, we we we, we hang our hat on that a lot. Uh, people are, are are very amazed, but at that point, it was just a whirlwind, and we were just, hey, we got to get it done now because once the kids are older, yeah, no chance. No survival mode, no, right? Yeah, it's like, hey, we're just trying to get through this. <laughs> like, we're... but uh, with that being said, uh, once I uh, was getting close to my the end of my you know two year degree, it was going to be May of eighteen that I was going to officially graduate. I, um, and I'm, uh, toot my own horn, I guess, maybe I took the opportunity to tell my boss, Hey, once I have this degree, I'm not going to stay. Okay. So at the end of 2017, most golf pros in the state of Indiana would work a calendar year. Okay. And at Christmas is kind of the end and mm-hmm. the next year you can start something new, kind of finishes out the season and allows for somebody to, to plan, uh, for the next season. Okay. So. Before I graduate, I opted to tell my boss that, hey, at the end of 2017, I'm going to do the, the right golf pro thing and I'm going to leave because you don't want me leaving in May. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able to train my replacement who was 
somebody that I kind of mentored at the time. My replacement was my replacement in my previous role in Crawford Zone. Really? Which yeah, is pretty interesting. Yeah. So he kind of just followed me in my footsteps, but I was able to help train him in Crawfordsville with just the stuff that we worked on there. Perfect. And then for a month, they hired him in so I could help train him before I left. We had a lot of processes at, at the Purdue courses that are vastly different than any other sure. you know, smaller country club that we came from. So yeah. um, with that being said, I had no job. I <laughs> left, I said, hey, I'm gonna get something. I'm, work, you know, I, I'm working toward this goal of graduation and I want to be able to uh, take on something new. So I took a leap and just said, I'm done with the golf at, in this capacity. I'm done with the golf now um, and spent a, a good couple months with my kids, yeah. uh, which was awesome. All dessert. Um, and I, in my job search, uh, I, I didn't really stumble across this myself. Um, my agency manager in the end, uh, played a lot of golf at Purdue. Okay. Um, so, so it has, it's, all, it's, all, it's yeah. on my shirt. I mean, Farm Bureau Insurance is where I've been for the last five years, but yeah. um, my manager that hired me into that role uh, knew that I had left the golf business because his son worked for me at the golf course. Oh, wow. Okay. So it is all about people. It is all about yeah. the community, who you know, the networking and stuff. <laughs> Did I get the MBA so I could become an insurance agent? No. But like I said before, I think it really helped with personal development. Yeah. Uh, allowed me to figure out who I was and what was important to me. And nobody uh, can ever take that away from you. Can't. You can't at all. You got that degree. It's your more degree. I have it. It's on It's on paper, but it's more in here, I think. Sure. I was able to prove to myself that I can do that. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, in April of 18, I... Uh, was hired into Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Yeah. Um, like I said, didn't need my degree to do that, but I'm glad that I have it because of other advancements within my company that are possibly present um, or other or other avenues to utilize the management experience there. Well, I even see so. it with your interactions all the day of the day. So like by you having that MBA, uh, I can just see that growth, right? Yeah. As you as an individual and how you present yourself and how you interact with people. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very professional no, for sure. and uh, I'm sure you learned a lot along the way. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's presented very well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the with the job change, uh, my wife had another year. So with that job change, there were definitely some struggles of being an incoming new agent and figuring the job out. But my wife still having to go through a whole nother year of uh, clinicals to get through to the MP role. But yeah. um, with that being- a power couple there. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we've tried, we, like we said, we had to get it done when the kids were young. Yeah. And um, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a fun journey. But my, my journey with Farm Bureau has started um, it, you know, in April of 18, and we're now five plus years later. Um, a lot of growth internal to that too. Um, walking into a book of business, um, if somebody would have approached me at that same time and said, this is going to be a scratch account and you have to go find every single client, I probably would have shied away from that challenge mm -hmm. because of where I was in personal life. I, I, I'm not sure I would have had that time with the kids and yeah. uh, my wife's, you know, all of her uh, uh, struggles with work and the school at the same time too. Indiana Farm Bureau already had a book of business waiting on me that was vacated from a previous agent. So it was very easy for me to step in and really learn the job with something being somewhat already built. Not that I didn't want to work for it, yeah. but it was definitely some uh, an easier way for me to learn how to take care of the existing client. Yeah. And I think 
Um, and then you can build on top of it, right? Like it's easier to build on top of it, especially yeah. with somebody in my, I spent 15 years in the golf business and yeah. then leaving that and going to something brand new to me. Right. I'm glad that the, 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 the training was in place. I'm glad that the sports staff is in place with the company I work for. Um, and that's only continued to grow. I mean, I've met a ton of awesome people in my company all the way up to playing golf with the CEO in a couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. So. Being able to be that close to the top is really neat. And I'm just one agent of 415 that we have in wow. the state of Indiana. So we are very connected and that's an awesome uh, company to work for when you're that close to the people making the decisions. Correct. Um, and it, uh, I couldn't be happier for the change that I made Yeah, um, and where I've ended up. It's like I said, I knew I didn't want to be a golf pro. It's, the golf's about six, seven days a week. Yeah. 10, 12 hour days. Sometimes usually it's all summer. That's mm -hmm. when people are going to play the most golf, but my kids aren't going to be in school in the summer. So I wanted to time with one of them. So we had to figure out a better way to spend time and resources. Right. Um, and being an agent with farm bureau, um, it allows me to continue to help people. I right. feel like I'm really good at teaching the game of golf. I still do that a little bit. We can get into that, but, um, teaching people about what their insurance does for them, the, what the education behind that, that's kind of what my brain was built for. Yeah. My undergrads in communications and now I have a management degree and I'm a PGA professional to be able to utilize that technical thing. Yeah. And until you know, teaching people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think I've been able to shift the topic to insurance. Yeah. People don't like talking about insurance. Yes. They love talking about their golf swing. Sure. So that's a vastly different dynamic. It's a good segue. Right? <laughs> it's just right into it's, it. It's yeah. a different dynamic when you when you talk to you know clients and no insurance isn't tangible, but my golf swing is. Yeah, I can feel that. I can see it. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, uh, being able to take those skills into this new role, like I said, last five five years have been really good. Um, at honing it, getting to know my clients, getting to know that prospective client better and how best to suit their needs. I mean, I hated in golf when somebody would walk in with a new product or a new service and try to sell it to me. Oh, sure. And not very well perceived, right? The selling to somebody is not fun. I, th I mean, I was, a, I'm a pretty good problem solver. Mm -hmm. And when people want to discuss their insurance, um, or want to talk about their golf swing, that's a problem and we can try to solve that together instead of me just trying to push whatever I think is right on some right everybody's different and and all walks so it's it's trying to make sure the message um from the communication underground yeah and being able to communicate to you versus somebody that's different than you right. um so I love your what journey. to tell them with, so. your, your journey is so unique because I think so many people when they're going through undergrad or graduate school or even at high school, they just think, I have to get this degree, get this job, and that's the rest of my life, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. pretty similar for a lot of kiddos. Yeah. And just like your journey and my journey is completely different. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, life kind of serpentines and is a, a different route. And mm -hmm. so even though you got a communications degree and you had a job and that wasn't what energized you, you found that out pretty quickly and you said, Hey, what does energize me? And you yeah. found that to go kind of rely on that to bridge that gap so that yeah. you can continue to grow and develop, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah, know? sure. No, I th that's, that's great. And I, 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 I do get a chuckle when I do think about, you know, the, the course of professional career and like where it's gone where it's taken me, mm -hmm. um, what's on the horizon, what, what, what's up next, you know? It's, yeah. 
uh, keeping us on our toes. I tell you what's keeping us on our toes right now is uh, we have our uh, twins that are now eight. And we also have a almost four year old that is wow. a, a firecracker. So yeah, um, kids will do it. <laughs> being being able to enjoy those times, but being able to you know be present um, where I couldn't do that in golf. Where right. you know, I, I found. And I, I, I encourage everybody else to find what makes you happy, but also find that thing that gives you the freedom and flexibility to right. do the other things you want to do too. Work-life balance has been a huge push for many companies all through probably the last 10 years. People were more recognizing it, especially working remotely and all the things that came from COVID. Right. I definitely found something prior to COVID that I, I could see the opportunity to earn, that the carrots are there, they're dangling there. If you do a good job, you're going to be rewarded for it. But you're also rewarded with freedom and you yep. got to be able to harness that freedom because that freedom can make other people not be as driven. Right. Um, right. So the freedom has to be taken, you know, the, don't take it for granted because, yeah. um, you know, those of us that somewhat work for ourselves, um, we still have to have that drive and that freedom can sometimes pull you away from work. Yeah. Um, but to reel that back in and to make sure that we still have those goals, we're still focused on what we're, what we're trying to do, but the opportunity to earn and the freedom and flexibility that I have now is something that's, it's hard to pass up. Golf did a great thing for me. I didn't have a wife and kids at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so any hour a week, not abnormal, it's, right? It's, it's not, yeah, it's so you're good. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, we've, we've made a lot of good decisions. And I think, uh, you know, as a family and, um, loving I mean, where we're at. And it's quality of life, you know, when you're looking at it and what you want to do and how you want to present your life. And, uh, once you have a family and things change a little bit Done. and you're like, how can I spend more time with them? How can I still provide? Um, how can I still enjoy what I'm doing? Yeah. And, uh, I look at your journey and you've done that, right? And you had a wonderful journey of, of yeah. how you got to where you are. And, yep. Well, tell me a little bit about the good things you're doing in the community. Sure. Kind of what you got going on. So I, I can say that a lot of my community involvement has possibly slowed down with just kids and the, oh. the hecticness of life and being able to do as much as we can. I, I've A lot of it is connected to golf. A lot of people still look at me as a golf pro and, and can help. Uh, I am a... Uh, I help instruct the Special Olympics partner teams that are here. Really, I uh, just just and I and I usually do that once, maybe twice a year. Cool. Uh, I've done that for the past couple of years, but that's hosted at Coyote Crossing. Wow. I hinted at the fact that I still teach golf when I have the time. <laughs> that's a thing. Um, but I still have a lot of students that still come back and um, want that instruction that I've continued to give them over the course of time. I still take on some new, but a lot of it's people that I've worked with in the past or a yeah. referral from somebody that's worked with me. Right. Um, but it's tying back into that, staying on golf. Um, I also help with the PGA junior league, which is a, okay. uh, team environment. It's kind of like little league for golf. Okay. Um, that started back in 2012 when I was in Crawfordsville, that was the first year almost pilot program and we jumped at it immediately. So I've been involved with that for wow. over 10 years. Um, I, I don't have such a primary role now because I don't work at Coyote Crossing, yeah. but I am there to help aid and assist and uh, try to go to some of the away matches. It's a travel type thing. Oh, wow. So there's some time invested there. And like I said, I wish I could give more to it, mm -hmm. um, but stretched then it's it's yeah. pretty difficult. So the growing family, I try it's hard to find time. <laughs> I try to stay as connected as I can because that's a huge passion of mine is the youth golf. Um, I, I've got, you know, 
three kids at home that I wish were more into the game. But like I said, I didn't start <laughs> playing until I was 16. So right. there's no push. I want them to love it for their life. I don't want them to love it for two years and quit. Right. So, but being able to try to stay connected to golf, different facets, like I said, I'm yeah. still, um, I'll, I'll, I'll volunteer time in certain golf outings. I, I try to help run certain outings. Um, there for a while, I was mentoring a couple assistant pros after I kind of left the business. So um, they have kind of moved on to other roles, but we still kind of check in every once in a while. And I think that's, it's a huge thing that I, I wish I had more mentees maybe is the right okay. word, but, um, you know, as, as much as people want to learn from me, whether it's that or others, they still come back to me with professional advice, even if it's not golf. And I get a big kick out of that because it tells me that I've either done something that they are impressed by or they value my opinion in either way that's that's yeah. a great position to be in so you are you're just doing so many good things that you know even outside of golf uh, you and i got to know each other through greater life greater lafayette commerce yeah and so yep. that's how we uh connected and yep. you know since then yep. it's been good friends and with the with the tippy connect uh i i got in a little late in life like the under 40 it's uh you're like oh, you're on your way out. <laughs> I'm already I'm already out. I'm 42 yeah. years old now. So, but the but the ideas there were awesome. I mean, I jumped at the opportunity once I was in that role that I had a lot more freedom and flexibility. Yeah. I was like, this is stuff that I wanted to be doing probably a lot longer. But yeah. golf is just a magnet, and you just have to be there. And you, there's no, you can't just the time leave because you got something else you want to go do. So right. now I do have that, but now I have kids, and that's like like I said, I'm just getting the ballot in so many different directions. Um, you know, we try to give as much as we can. Um, I've, I've sat on the IU philanthropy, uh, council for a little bit. So it's just no, another way to stay connected. Um, it's, a it, it's a much larger, not just me or any other young professional, a lot of, um, older professionals in the community, uh, you know, they find needs, um, very educated, very well educated by, uh, others. I haven't had as much of a primary role with that council either, mm -hmm. but they're all through COVID. And, um, I think I was joined in 2019 to that council okay. was invited to be there. Yeah. Um, they understood that they just needed to get younger. I mean, their sure. council was yeah. a little, wanted know. to see some younger faces, but yeah. then COVID kind of like put the handcuffs on everybody and we couldn't be in person. And, you know, a lot of it was shared virtually. I'm just kind of ramping up on exactly. the side. So but, but I, with that being said, I would love to be more involved in other things. Yeah. Uh, that philanthropy council is something I've kind of stayed connected to and see their messaging. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not as active there as I maybe once was, or, uh, you know, was, uh, getting that information more regularly prior sure. to COVID and through COVID, it was great to hear how IU was facing that challenge and right and at the forefront exactly so I, I appreciated that my wife works for iu health i know yours does uh, well well yeah so um being able to understand uh you know kind of some of the other struggles i know what my wife sees and hears and mm -hmm. stuff but able to hear some other things as well covid was such an unknown that right we love i i love being that connected to it so yeah and um, you're in different perspective yeah exactly well. exactly so um what you know we're always looking for that next way to help, um, you know, getting back to the community and how to, how to best provide the opportunities here locally as I think it's kind of common knowledge that we're shouldn't be expanding pretty soon. I think, I think this community is just constantly growing. It's kind of, it kind of 
grows and shrinks as we hit summertime when the Purdue students are gone. But I think the, the community is getting better. And I think we're going to start seeing some more growth, uh, where the homes are going, where the businesses are coming in, just that, uh, you know, there's going to be so many other opportunities. And, uh, my wife and I are definitely as connected as we can be with the other issues that we, not issues, the, the fun times we have at home, wink. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no tantrums, no, no tantrums no at all, right? <laughs> no tantrums at all. But, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, you know, being present, um, and, and trying to give back when you can. And, right. and our, you know, our limitations now are not always going to be there. Yeah. The, the, the love of helping is, is never going to fade. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and I see that for your, your family specifically is just like, even I, I see in the future, you speaking to entrepreneurship classes or uh, to schools and just telling your journey of how you got to where you are sure. um, because I think more kiddos need to hear that early um, that you don't have to have it figured out at, you know 16 you don't have to know what you're going to do the rest of your life um, but what do you enjoy and kind of go down that path and try and find some purpose within yeah. that and uh, I could see that in your future I really could you're, <laughs> You're easy to talk to, you you know, want to give back and you want to do good things and you're already doing it, you know, and no, I just appreciate you telling your story and thanks for your time on the podcast. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks.